Are we talking about this again? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need to talk about this again. Welcome back to the Financial Insights Podcast. This week, we're going to recap the markets, and we're talking about inflation. In fact, more specifically, we're checking in on inflation because it is the talk of the town. Stay tuned. You're listening to Financial Insights a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Financial Insights Podcast. It's good to have you back. We're halfway through the year. It's hard to believe. You know, have you started shopping for back to school yet? <laughs> have your kids had to wear school clothes anytime in the last, I don't know, year or so? Or have they been Zooming and doing distance learning in their pajamas? Uh, we, oh, Our family's been lucky. Our kids have been back to school for quite a while now, wearing masks and doing all the right things, but back nonetheless. Uh, but back to school shopping is on. If, even though we're halfway through July, it's the end of summer and there's this huge bottleneck of things um, in the economy. And so if you want a dinner reservation, you better make it three weeks in advance. If you want a hotel reservation, you better make it six weeks in advance uh, at least or six months in advance, maybe. And so with this in mind, you know, all of this demand and supply, all these demand and supply issues, we're talking about inflation also. Uh, and so that's something we'll get into here in just a little bit. But let's start by recapping last week. I hope you had a good weekend last week. Well, let me put it this way. I hope you had a better weekend than the market had last week. All major markets sold off last week as the second quarter earnings season began to kick off. Uh, we are into the third quarter of the year, which means we look backward right now and see how all these companies did in the second quarter of the year. Really, market participants were concerned about how long the, quote, transitory effects of inflation will last. That means temporary, if you don't speak Fed speak. Um, but also, uh, there is some uh, worry, I guess, or question about uh, how good second quarter results from corporate America is going to be, and whether this is as good as it gets. I think that's really another issue is, whether investors are investors are questioning where do we go from here, right? How are, is this is this peak earnings? Is this peak post COVID recovery? We don't know the answer to that. Uh, lower ten year Treasury yields drove solid gains for defensive income sectors, which include real estate and utilities, which actually topped out the week's sector rankings. Energy stocks gave back over 7% in one of the sector's worst weeks this year as West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, or WTI Crude, lost over 4%. Turning to bonds and fixed income and commodities, uh, the Bloomberg Barclays Aggregate Index uh, gained ground last week as yields declined. High-yield bonds, uh, denoted by the Bloomberg Barclays High-Yield Bond Index, actually finished lower last week as stocks fell, and investors likely took some profits following recent gains in a tough year so far for fixed income. Commodities were mostly lower last week, as I mentioned with WTI crude, silver and copper all pulling back, uh, while gold finished the week uh, modestly higher, let's say. Uh, turning to the economy and inflation and its transitory properties again, I think that's really where we need to do a check-in on inflation and see what's going on. One of the real keys from last week 
was that investors were provided with a fresh batch of data carrying the potential to heavily affect the inflation debate. Tuesday brought us the CPI or Consumer Price Index for June, while Wednesday last week saw the release of the Producer Price Index or PPI for June also. And then we also saw the start of the Federal Reserve uh, Chair Jerome Powell's two-day testimony to Congress providing an update on the economy. So the question here is, has any of this materially changed our view, or maybe even more importantly, the Federal Reserve's view on the great inflation debate? I'm going to say no, not really. Uh, and this might surprise you given the CPI and PPI's large beats relative to expectations. You know, if you recall from other podcasts, CPI is what a lot of people view as the measure of inflation. Uh, and it had, a, compared to expectations, was much, much higher. Uh, but for at least the next few months, I think we believe that the composition of the inflationary increases is more important than the actual headline numbers. Let's slice the baloney a little bit thinner here. Headline CPI jumped 0.9% month over month versus estimates of about a half of a percent, while core CPI jumped 0.9% month, month over month versus estimates of four-tenths of a percent. Base effects from rolling off weak numbers a year earlier meant the year-over-year numbers were even more eye-popping. Meanwhile, headline and core PPI both rose a percent month over month versus expectations for half of a percent month over month. So under the hood, the theme of both reports is that quicker than anticipated reopenings are really stretching supply chains. This shouldn't be a surprise to you if you were trying to go out in the world and operate in our economy whatsoever. I think the good news there, though, is that the supply chain dynamics have the potential to improve really quickly to meet demand and mitigate these effects that we're having to deal with at the at the moment here. This is especially true of the auto, travel, hospitality, and food industries. Semiconductor shortages, which are already showing signs of, subs- of subsiding, are really driving shortages in both the new and used car marketplaces. You have rental car companies increasing their fleets to meet demand, and they're increasingly being forced to bid up a limited amount of existing supply. Similarly, labor supply shortages in the leisure and hospitality sector, as well as airline travel, are all restricting supply and causing prices to skyrocket. These components all tend to be relatively small parts of the overall CPI, Consumer Price Index, basket of goods. But at the moment, they're driving an outsized degree of volatility. All of these phenomena can be described as supply chain bottlenecks, which should eventually resolve themselves once supply can catch up. So for example, the elimination of supplemental unemployment benefits this September should help increase the supply of labor. Rent prices, though, have a greater impact on overall CPIs. They account for 41% of the basket, and increases tend to have a, have greater staying power. Once rent goes up, it doesn't usually go back down. So while rents have risen slightly, they're still relatively under control by historical standards, and that plays a major part in informing our view of how inflation is going to do as we go forward and whether or not inflation and the inflation we have right now is transitory or temporary or something more permanent. If you turn to Fed Chair Powell's testimony, it didn't really break new ground on the debate either. While the market did perk its ears up when Powell mentioned that the committee is in, quote, active consideration over when to bring tapering or when to begin tapering asset purchases, his characterization of inflation as being mainly transitory and affected by supply chain bottlenecks remained steadfast. 
he's sticking to his story. Uh, I really, I, I think Ryan Dietrich of LPL uh, Research said it pretty well when he said that the composition of recent data suggests that inflation will largely prove transitory, as the Fed has stated. Just how long transitory is well, it's going to be the big question here. We're in the middle of the season when we expected to see some hot prints, so this hasn't necessarily been a surprise. But with each passing report, markets participant, market participants are going to become increasingly anxious to see those numbers start to moderate. So what is market pricing telling us about inflation? Uh, I'll post a, a link to the LPL chart of the day from last week, where the market seems to be largely buying into the Fed's narrative of transitory elevated infl- inflation so far. You have break-even inflation rates where the market-based measures of inflation expectation over given timeframes, those rose steadily until roughly the release of the April CPI report when we started hearing about peak inflation concerns. So though that report beat consensus estimates, the subsequent drop in both five- and 10-year breakouts suggest to us that the markets accepted the Fed's characterization of inflation being transitory. And so while these Series of inflation reads can be volatile. We think the divergence began around New Year's, and that's really telling. Five-year break-evens outpacing 10-year break-evens, suggesting that inflation may run hotter in the near to intermediate term, but that the market still has faith in the Fed to keep that long-term inflation under control. Rents and wages continue to be in areas that we monitor and because it tells us whether inflation may be stickier. Um, but our next good look into wage pressure really is going to come on July 30th when we're going to receive the second quarter employment cost index or ECI report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. This report's going to be important because it keeps the jobs mix it looks at constant. So if there's wage pressure, it may not show up in average earnings data if the jobs mix is shifting to lower wage jobs as we likely have it now, but the ECI is going to capture it. So as we look here, I, I, the question often is, how transitory is transitory? Are we worried about inflation existing in a couple of years from now because it hasn't existed in the last 10? Or are we more worried about this high inflation that we have right now existing longer? You know, I, I don't know that we're going back to no inflation. You don't unleash $6 trillion of stimulus and increase the money supply by 25% and not have any inflation whatsoever. If that was the case, we'd have to throw out all the economics textbooks. But So we're going to have more inflation than we've had maybe in the last decade, but I don't know that we're going to have the kind of inflation that we're having at this very moment where we have all these supply bottlenecks that in theory is going to begin to ease, and that's the part that the Federal Reserve is focused on. Are we going to have inflation? More likely than not, yes. How high is it going to be is the open question. Is it And how long is this high inflation going to last? Is it going to be transitory as the Federal Reserve has suggested, or is it going to be kind of stickier. And we're going to get some more information as we get later into the summer on that very question. I hope this has been helpful. It's always tough to talk about inflation. I know this with any inflation whatsoever, that 0% interest rate you're getting on your savings account, uh, it makes it even more egregious than it was a few years ago when we didn't have inflation. So consider that as an investor, because your most basic task as an investor is to at least keep up with inflation and maintain your purchasing power on your investments. So if you have any questions about inflation, and interest rates and how it affects your portfolio, shoot us an email at info at FordFG.com. You can call us uh, or find us on our website at FordFG.com. My name is Brian Ullman. I look forward to talking to you next week. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. 
Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.